1: Welcome everybody to episode one oh seven of the greenlight podcast POC ephrase and we've been rebranded uh, we are both Kansas Jayhawk fans uh, from here on um, until the beginning of the season um, we will rock all of the chalk uh, we whatever else whatever other anthems they have there we will be screaming um, because we were 20 minutes of basketball away,
0: 20 minutes. Your... We were yeah. inches away.
1: We were, Oh well, yeah, sure. Inches, inches. Yeah. I mean, the end of the game was uh, how do you step out of bounds? I, you know, we're going to get into it, but um, 20 minutes of basketball away from the worst story. You know what I mean? You want to talk about bad for America, bad for the people, bad for the brand, bad for the sport, you know, when North Carolina wins, no one wins. And so we, we did it. Um, Bill Self, listen, it's been since 08, Mario Chalmers. Um, I, you know, it, thank God. Thank God. I was – because – I you, we, I mean, we might as well just jump into the final. Four. I hate
0: – yeah. So I, I hate – like, I was going to say the fact cheaters never win is dead. But I don't even – like, I get that Kansas is at the heart of all these NCAA infractions and everything. But it's also – it's – I mean – it's been so widespread anyways that I don't even know no. if you can be like hit. Kansas. Like the fact that Kansas winning the story wasn't like these post the poster boys of the 2017 FBI investigation, all that stuff shows exactly one, how much all that's botched, how much that it's changed. Um, I'm, I'm happy. Like I think Kansas, if you had asked, obviously before the season, or even before the tournament, not before the season, before the tournament, we did this. I mean, I had Kansas going in the championship. I had them losing to Gonzaga. But I think if you probably took maybe five teams that you thought were the most complete teams and probably you say maybe deserved to win or deserved an opportunity to win, I think Kansas belonged in that conversation easily. And so I'm yeah. happy that like, not I, I, like, sorry, UNC fans. I And I'm not removing a bias, like that we didn't get a fluke champion. I'm not saying that UNC was a complete fluke. They played out of their minds down the stretch and they were a talented team. But I don't think if you look back in history, if UNC had won the national championship, would that have been representative of they were one of the best teams in college basketball? We've had plenty of opportunities where there aren't teams that win that are that represent, hey, an incredible season. Like, even say like like UConn, but um, with I guess UConn with Shabazz is probably the last one that really kind of shocked people. But everyone that mix, even the Virginias, the Kentucky's, the in the Dukes and in 50, like they're at least in the mix of like, Hey, like this is a serious contender. Yeah. And Kansas fits that mold. Kansas was a complete team credit where credit is due. But I, and I'll also give Hubert Davis a ton of credit too. I, I I will say that I give him credit. I think,
1: I think the most
0: expected them to get that far
1: hundred percent. I think the most credit he deserves is the tagline of blowing the biggest championship lead in NCAA history.
0: Thank goodness, man. Thank goodness. Because everyone that listens to us or knows me, like, I don't like Duke. I don't like North Carolina. But I my mind was easily made up of who I was cheering for on Saturday night. Yeah. Like, I, I because I didn't want – my whole point was I could deal – and this is kind of crazy. I was like, I could deal with another Duke National Championship. I couldn't deal with another UNC National Championship in a quote-unquote like down year or yeah. like not a top team. And so for me, I was like – I, didn't, I was cheering for Duke because I, I didn't even want UNC to even have that opportunity. I bet on Duke. Money, I bet on Kansas while well, I was down in New Orleans. Shout out to the Barstool Sportsbook. Obviously, I missed on one. I thank goodness hit on the second one because there was no way in my mind that Carolina was going to win two games in a row. Credit to Baycock. Credit to Caleb Love. Credit to R.J. Davis. Leaky Black. Brady Manick. That's literally their whole team because their, per, their first bench player off is Justin McCoy. Might be the worst player in the ACC. It's bad. Really bad. So the fact that they made it there with their iron five or whatever, congratulations. No, look, I, look, I would have been sick. Like I know you've had, and we'll get into obviously Duke here. I, I love how you na- have navigated the start of this episode to talk Mick cans to the forefront, and we'll get to Duke. But it 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 is uh, it, it would have made me absolutely sick to my stomach if if Carolina had pulled that out.
1: Yeah, no, I would have I would have been a deceased human. Um... But let's 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 actually give Carolina credit. I mean, I don't know how they did what they did. They true. Like you said, they have five players. Um, I would besides Caleb Love becoming, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, R.J. Davis really was the difference maker because when Carolina was losing by 20 plus points multiple times in the beginning of the season and almost kind of throughout the season, R.J. Davis wasn't good um not not good but you know not nearly as as good as he was playing towards the end of the season so your concept about the fluke you know it's that's probably not the right word but i know yeah. what you're saying no, it's because, a, you're, right, you're right you're right because they're playing they were the hottest team in the tournament after they won three four games in a row even though that's kind of even dumb to even say right like there's only six games like how hot can you get but i get it once you beat baylor now carolina's hot right they're in the sweet 16 they're hot yeah. um the game itself, I was shocked. I mean, in the first half, I was shocked. Um, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe they got up fifteen. Um, Kansas looked like they 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 didn't score for like eight minutes. They looked they were looked awful. Now again, credit to Carolina's defense. Baycott was blocking shots. Manic was blocking yeah. shots. I didn't know what was going on. Insane. Um, Manic finished wild.
0: with four blocks. Four. Baycott yeah. only had one. It's so, it's, yeah.
1: Crazy. it was it was an insane effort by their entire team um, all that to be said that's why you play two halves uh, good for Kansas whatever I want that speech I want whatever bill self said in at, it at halftime uh, blasted on the radios um, because they easily easily could have folded there I mean now look 15s not. 27 it's not tw- you know you're not down 30 15 is is doable but it's the national championship the whole world's watching there's a lot of pressure you just played i mean one of the worst halves kansas has played in two three months um so there's no there's no reason why we would have expected the the biggest comeback in championship history right so yeah
0: i'm looking just to hop in on that i'm looking at ken bomb right now Kansas at halftime, according to Ken Palm and all the metrics, had a Kansas had a sixteen the the peak of North Carolina's lead, basically in their their percentages, was at halftime. Kansas had a sixteen point seven percent chance to win. So basically, yeah, North Carolina 833 percent chance to win at halftime.
1: Um, okay, let's let's dive into some details here. Um, laughable, laughable that Carolina fans are blaming the court on Baycott's (laughs) injury the whole the whole uh, all the other nine players had to run on it they were okay um so that that to me was egregious um but yeah man I mean if we back up to the final four uh you know nightmare scenario for Duke fans um if they win it I truly mean this. If they win the national championship, I don't know if Duke fans could say anything f- for a decade. And I and I mean even if even yeah. if let's say let's say Shire came out and swept them next year and beat them in the ACC championship, I don't think that even I I don't I don't know think it does I, anything.
0: They already and we'll obviously we'll get to it. They already have the biggest trump card in the history of the rivalry. Currently, I think by yes. winning last K, ending it, everything. Like, I don't know if there's ever any, and and maybe even now there's maybe there's nothing that tops what they just did. But if they put a banner up for as a national champion on top of that too, like, see that's it,
1: why I think when now I've had a lot of time to think about it
0: which the i think k- needed i think needed i don't know if a a, lot, a, a, a rapid reaction pod would have been great it would have
1: been a different episode the k game to me is worse than losing in the final four because they lost if they win then to me the k game becomes irrelevant because you lost to your rival in the final four and they won the national championship then losing takes a to me takes a lot of steam away because to me making a final four and I, I'm not saying just to me, I think the whole world would agree. Making a final four is its own accomplishment. No, so, it is. So, I right, think like people Kansas, need, that, needs
0: to be reinforced. I agree. Yeah, like
1: they made a final four. The regional, Coach like Kays the re- if
0: you break, if you look at it, like you look at the region as a tournament in itself, it's very
1: impressive. Yeah, very 100%. impressive. So, to me, when you lose in the final four, there's less sting anyway because it's viewed as an accomplishment um so to me yeah they, they still they still have the ultimate trump card but if unc pulled it all out and won honestly man like i i don't think i don't think duke fans would have been able to speak for i mean i don't know how long bro like for a long time a long I have a video long time
0: i have a video here and for those that are watching the youtube version i'm sorry to do this and i i, I didn't like one, I didn't have the heart to text you really. I, you know, I let you be because I've been in that spot with UMBC.
1: Oh yeah, my phone um, was off. I didn't my even want to off.
0: really offer like words of encouragement because I was like, I know it's just just let it ride out. Just let it ride yeah. out. But one of the sad things, and I'll play this for you. It was a dad and his son consoling after the game, head in yes. his hands. This is lot,
1: This is your video.
0: I recorded this. Yes. Oh, man. I was walking out of the Superdome and I'm watching this kid and just had in his hands like, dad, what just happened? And like this kid yeah. hasn't even been alive. Like that kid is probably born during the honestly, there's that kid was probably seven years old. He's probably born like around the 15 championship. And so to I, and if that dude's feeling that pain, the doof, I mean, there was a, there were other there weren't. And I felt like an absolute jerk actually taking that video. That's why I did not post it. I sent it to select people. I'm showing it to just you right now on the pod. But there were a lot of people I there I couldn't take like adults, literally like collapsed on the ground or in chair like couldn't. No man, it was
1: happened. yeah. Listen, the O'Connor household was a dark, dark place for 72 full hours. Until they lost. And then I know you
0: turned the cell phone off. When did you turn it back on? Did you turn it back on that night or did you turn it back? Uh on? the morning. The morning. Yeah.
1: Um, that's what when we
0: lost when Virginia lost to UMBC. I didn't have it off that game. I was just like, I'm not. I stopped looking and I stopped answering until yeah. later on.
1: Yeah. Um, I will I I need to get this off my chest. Let me preface it with this is not why they lost. Okay. Duke lost because they didn't make enough plays. Hard stop. But Wendell Moore makes a three to go up 74-73 with like a minute and four left, right? After the back and forth craziness, just an unbelievable ending. Wendell Moore makes a three. R.J. Davis comes down. And in one of the biggest phantom ghost calls I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Just, just atrocious. I mean, the guy literally falls down. They have the angle of Jeremy Roach, full hands yeah. up, doesn't touch him. Egregious. So that's one. Was it Bo Borowski? Don't remember, but egregious. So, okay, that happens. R.J. Davis makes both free throws. Duke's down. Duke comes down, uh, misses, doesn't score. They have to foul, whatever. Now they're down three. We get the and one. I cannot believe Carolina fouls. I cannot believe they fouled. This guy finishes the and one. It was not called way before. It was called in the act. Yeah. Not 300 out of 300 times in the NBA, it's it's an and one. Yeah, I understand that it's different. But yeah. In the regular season, I'm going to go 6 out of 10 times that's an and one. Not every time.
0: Not every yeah. time. No, it's and I'm consistent. with you because and we're we're much more college guys than NBA guys. I think that should have been an and one. I mean, like I, if the college rule doesn't allow it to be, then I think that should like I don't think it was as egregious as like getting hit and then be like, Oh, like, I think he was like, he was in stride to, to go up. I mean, I I don't really know how else to say it. I, I thought for sure, like, Oh, tie game. We're going to get stopped. We're going to go to overtime. Like this place. Very fortunate. Like one, I guess when we record this, I didn't know I was going to be in the building. Incredible environment. Incredible. Like it was kind of basically set the scene for all that. When that hit, I'm like, Oh, this is like, paint this like paint the portrait over time we're going to re-tip it boom and then they call it off which I understood but I didn't think it was actually right that I agree with you it's not the reason they lost no I would have given it especially in that situation it's almost like and I just experienced it with Chelsea it's like VAR in soccer it's like they look it's like the little tiny sliver if your shoulder is just past the toe like where it's Honestly, man, it's like almost like the intent of the play. Like the fact is like the dude was going up. They bumped him. He deserved to like get the contact with it. It makes it subjective. Excuse me. Yeah, it's a bang but,
1: bang play. It's a bang bang but play but I, two, I, I
0: thought the spirit of the rule, I think, should have allowed that to be an and one.
1: Two of those going against Duke in the last 64 seconds is brutal. Um, not to mention how we start the game. Six oh. Duke fouls. Mark Williams has to be taken out of the game. Um, they gave Coach K credit for keeping Theo John in. I thought that was a mistake.
0: You thought that keeping him in was? What, I thought. Was
1: that, I thought. What, what, he, what else would
0: you have done? In that? Would you have just gone small immediately?
1: When he picked up his third, I think you bring Mark back in for the mm. last seven minutes of the first half. If he gets his third, then you have two big guys with three. I don't know what to tell you. But you gotta ride it. it's the it's the national chip now. The only reason that I think he didn't is because Duke was doing okay.
0: That yeah. See, I was fine with him riding with Theo in there to his fourth because I thought.
1: But then he, but then to he's protect, just you done. Have to protect bro.
0: Williams. You have to protect Williams because then, like, if Theo's done, because I think if Theo's done, then you're just gonna have force and Mark can't. Then you're just forced to go small no matter what. So like, just ride out with him, protect Mark. But I agree. I it, it was. It was interesting. I, I mean, I it, it's very, very rare that you see a guy pick up his third, and it's just like, nope, keep riding. i like, well, here's
1: here's here's why, and this is another. It's like subjective. It's based on the player. Here's why I thought it was a mistake because Theo John doesn't play basketball without fouling. So no, if you're doesn't. putting him on the floor with four, you're basically handcuffing him, right? Like he really doesn't play defense nearly as physical because he knows he's about to be done and so i thought all right once he gets three like what's worse him having four or him and mark having three and to me i was like listen if mark gets his third that's okay because then we'll go small but then in the second half they both have two to go right yeah. so I, that's that's where my mind goes again you know they played okay they what was the score at half they were down no uh, they're winning they were they were, ten, winning. they were up two up three
0: they were up um it was 37 34
1: yeah up three so I, I, remember, um, I remember saying and, like, thinking, like, all right, like, for that to be the half, they didn't play that well. They got in crazy foul trouble. They're up three. Like, they yeah. should do this.
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing that was tough, and I'm, like, looking at the graph and all this now, like, it was the thing that changed it, honestly, for me. I, I thought Duke was going to be in control the whole way. The 13-0 run just shifted everything. It was 13-0, I believe, right?
1: Uh, it was something like that.
0: Because I thought that Duke, even though, like, Carolina was lingering, I thought Duke was going to separate. Yep. I thought Duke was going to separate. I didn't think that Carolina was lingering and they were going to make the big punch that they did. They made a punch that was just like – and it was so fast. that so I remember fast. the arena just being like, yo, what just happened? So, and the thing that was interesting, so I was sitting behind the basket. You've got Carolina on the left close to me. You've got Duke on the same side further away. And I just remember like looking at like timeouts call and looking over and it was just stuns, like basically like no one's moving on the Duke side and the Carolina people literally were like going nuts. Like the, like the final horn had just blown because then I'm just like, you know, this is real. Like I, yeah. and it goes back to like, I don't think that I ever gave Carolina a real shot. Maybe neither. I, mean, I did, but I, in a way, but not like a, like, Oh well, yeah. Like if they play out of their minds again, but I mean, it was not what I expected whatsoever. And I don't think any – I don't even think that if you had asked a Carolina fan that was confident in their team to win, I don't know if they would have ever – if they could have even, like, scripted it up the way that they did play. No. Um, but it is crazy. I mean, I think that um, for Duke, my thoughts on it were probably the – would you say it was the worst game of the tournament for um, uh, for for – I'm sorry for um, Jeremy Roach. Eight I points, mean, if we're, if we're going six,
1: like, yeah, I mean, if probably because he played lights out against Arkansas yeah. and Texas,: Tech I just felt and- like
0: there was a di- like the we had reached that really good Jeremy Roach for a while. yep, and then I felt like now they disappeared, but I was like I didn't feel as, as confident in him. Um, how many did whereas, Wendell
1: How many did Wendell finish with?
0: Wendell finished with uh, 10. Great.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a lot.
0: Um, um, I mean, and keels like it's funny because we got like champions classic keels there, nineteen yeah. points. Aj like, Aj physical, Griffin struggled, some shots. Aj, it's it was similar. Like Aj Griffin was so good in the first Carolina game, so really good. struggled the second game, really struggled there. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it, it was it's tough. Like I, I think you're right. Like Carolina made more plays. Um, Duke, I thought could have I don't know if they go you say they fully stepped on their throats, but they could have lengthened their lead to make it a whole lot tougher. Whereas that 13-0 lead basically was just like kind of stunned, pushed everyone back. Uh, and it was like, all right, well, this is a serious game now. Like, no one's pulling away. Um, and honestly, like until until the final whistle blew, I didn't think Duke was out of it until and then until it really was. But um,
1: I, I just looked up. Um, I mean, because look, Duke is now gonna. You know, Mark Williams will go. Um, Paolo's that, was, gone. that was my question.
0: It was like, what? What do you think ends up?
1: Mark happening? Mark will go. I don't think by him coming back. I'm worried about him in the league, but I don't think by him coming back, he necessarily could. No, move Mark's up. definitely gone. I don't think he can move up anymore. So he's gone. Paolo's obviously gone. AJ's gone now wendell
0: roach and wendell that are the interesting roach roach no
1: way i mean roach no way. he's not even on any mock drafts um keels man i don't know like he kind of kind of reminds me of gary trent trent was a little bit more athletic i think but you know i don't know i don't know what he'll be at the next level
0: not, I don't think he gets not saying I, you, I know you guys have an incredible recruiting class coming in, and I don't yeah. think he lost in the shuffle. I guess if the to play devil's advocate of tell of keel saying to go, does keels like turn into Wendell if he doesn't go, like where he's just kind of like the uh, not he's never gonna he's never gonna be the top guy at Duke,
1: yeah, he probably won't. I don't think, um, I think keels is better than more Wendell. Yeah, no, I
0: do, too. I do, uh, and I, too.
1: And I don't think Wendell had nearly as much upside or nearly uh, as good as a freshman year. Um, So that's why I don't think so. Yeah. But, you know, like right now, the New York Knickerbockers are projected to pick Armando Baycott in the second round. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Trevor Keels is project. There's a lot to- of
0: talks that there some of these Carolina guys could come back, even like Leakey could come back.
1: Yeah. So that's what I just wanted to talk about. Now there's this new report saying all four, obviously uh, Brady's gone, but all four of those guys would come back, which would instantly, instantly make them top five. I mean, got to be definitely. Right?
0: Yeah. They're in there. Arkansas is going to be in there. Um, yeah. Baylor is going to be in there. You know, like you're, yeah, there's a lot, there'll be some good teams next year, Kentucky, uh, but yeah um yeah I mean it they would be good and and like I said, like I said this earlier in the season, like and this is a, like when Duke or no when Carolina played Virginia, Hubert ran better stuff against Virginia than Roy ever did, not and not saying he's a better coach or anything but he did. it it was just, they ran better stuff and they and i I gave Hubert a lot of flack early in the season throughout the season, I still don't- want to say, yeah, Hubert's the coach of Carolina for the next fifteen years, like there's I'm not, I hate I don't want to use the word fluke, but it's like there's still that like this just kind of happened element to to it. Yep. But I do get this feeling like the players love him and yep. they play hard for him. And if they do come back and they can replicate kind of what they did this past year, I mean that's kind of what Carolina needs to get back on track because they've got they've had like talented recruiting classes recently, but they've just they had just like kind of fallen off and lost their identity for a while. Whereas kind of brought it back. Now they're going to need more depth obviously, but it is kind of scary to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean I really hope Baycott and and Love go. Love is projected in the first round, so I can't imagine he comes back. Is but, he really? Yeah, right now on I'm on nba draft.net, but um he's projected mm-hmm. 29th, Baycott is projected uh 42nd to the next. Those are the only two um yeah i mean leaky i don't think leaky plays in the league
0: no but leaky i can easily see him coming back and running it running back with his guys i don't know what this scholarship uh situation is but um and right now the one i'm looking at has keels 33rd so like early early second round pick.
1: yeah i know um that's where i'm going
0: 23rd interesting enough
1: what on draft uh, net
0: did i miss that this is tank tank tankathon um which i actually kind of like a little bit but um, yeah. So I mean there's a lot of things that I'll be up in there. We'll figure out a lot of this soon. Yeah. The other thing too is like I can also see a lot of grad transfers coming to want to going to want to play for Carolina, like especially someone that can step in the Brady Manic role.
1: Yeah. If they 100%. can get a
0: stretch forward to come in, I don't know what their recruiting class looks like, but um, it'd be good. Yeah. I guess last thing I'll ask you about the game and all that too is um, obviously it's not the way you want Coach K to go out.
1: Brutal. I mean, you, you literally you set- literally script it.
0: But I do think, and I think because the Carolina factor changes everything. But I think if, if, if I had told you at the beginning of the season, Coach K's last game is going to come in the national semifinal, they're going to have a final four, they won the AC, like you'd probably take that, I would assume.
1: I, if you, I could would, have or it, would you have? Yeah. If I could have it my way, I, we'd beat Carolina at home and we'd lose in the Sweet 16. I would take that over what happened.
0: Really? 100%. Yeah, the Carolina, it, it throws a whole wrench into it. But yeah. I mean, I think, it, and you can't separate. It. That's the problem. You can't separate it. No. But I, neither of us thought that this was a, like we thought they had a talent to be a final four team. Yeah. But like, I think even all season where it's like, it's a sweet 16, elite eight team. Like the fact they made a final four and they were the favorites kind of going into it. Now that can't, if they had played Kansas in that matchup, who knows what would have happened. But yeah, the Carolina ranch is just. It,
1: that, it, the real question, the real question is. Again, because Carolina does throw a wrench in it. What's worse, losing to Carolina in the Final Four or losing to Kansas? I, you know, I can't pick Carolina there. I mean, when you lose a national championship game like that, has to be no matter who you know. It's awful. I don't know.
0: It's awful. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I think Carolina's worse, in my opinion. I don't know, man. Because
1: look, like, because now I'm just it's the trump
0: card. Because the thing, the trump card. The only if you had beaten Carolina and lost to Kansas, the only trump card they have is winning Coach K's the last game. K now they have we ended him, like we ended him,
1: no doubt. But my, my then like uh battle back to them, which I always I love, like Tate Frazier, dude. Where's your where's your yeah, my 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 uh spin zone always is we duke, my bad. I know people get upset about we duke expects to beat Carolina, Carolina does not. So it's a much bigger deal when Carolina beats Duke. When Duke beats they them, they used to. They used to. We're supposed to beat you, so yeah. it's like damn right. You know that's classic big brother little brother stuff. So that's always my response. Is like, yeah, kudos, man. Yeah, right, good for you. Good job. You beat us, but it's a big deal for you guys. We're just supposed to do this. You know what I mean? It's an expectation. There's a difference. There's a difference. So that. First of all, I do want to actually attempt to have a conversation with Mr. Frazier um, because for him to throw out integrity is one of the funniest things I've ever heard after the University of North Carolina get the biggest cheating, academic cheating scandal (laughs) in the history of the NCAA. 30 plus years of fake classes. So please, please spare me with the Carolina way, okay? Back to your original point way back when, when you said, You know, is this going to, is the poster going to be Kansas, the 2017 cheating? No, 25 years ago, there was a belief that some programs didn't cheat. Everyone cheats, bro. One way or the other, everyone does it. I don't care if it's paying for this or providing a benefit or uh, a first class ticket somewhere. I don't care what it is. Every program finds a way to cheat the rules. So spare me with the integrity
0: the thing is my issue and like, I, I, I just went back and looked at your interaction with Tate um, and your little brother. And I think if he had said more titles, more final Fours, period. I, I don't even think that like, I don't even The know only thing I would have, the only more.
1: thing I would have said with titles is date. You want to talk about hanging banners. Everybody likes to make fun of Duke. They hang a 1924 banner when you and I would have been all Americans and a 19 like 52. So let's, Take it easy, okay. Let's take it easy. My and this
0: it comes back to it, and this is I guess the last thing I'll say about Carolina on this. And this is just my opinion, and and I I, I'm the number one Carolina hater, along with you, like one A, one B, probably just because this is
1: why we're best friends, man.
0: But (laughs) my thing is, what I hate is the it's the elitist mentality. Now, there's a lot of Duke fans that have elitist mentality too, and you would agree with that. Hundred percent. What drove me insane when I went to the Dean Dome earlier this year was a Carolina fan walking with my wife and I and say, and just literally just being like, welcome y'all. Well, like basically like fake, like there's a fake level of like integrity there where it's like, you're, it's a facade.
1: It's a, I think there's, There's he's not saying welcome. He's saying you're welcome. You're welcome for being here. You're welcome for us allowing (laughs) you into the Dean dome Here's some wine and cheese.
0: The only thing, and I don't want to rile you up. The only thing I do think there's an element of K. they similar. I don't think that K behind closed doors is the same person that K is portrayed as. Like, I think there's a lot of people that think he's like. like
1: here's here's what's funny. But the Carolina
0: there... fan base is something that's special.
1: Yeah, here's what's funny, and we forget this because we really only saw the later half of his career. Shostakovsky had to chase Dean. Dean was Sheshevsky. He was the head honcho. He was the asshole in charge. He was the standard. And he had to chase him. So it flipped, you know, when, when um, again, another, wait a minute. This is another thing that's hysterical about every, everybody complaining about the, the Coach K retirement tour. Dean Smith quit two weeks into the season. Now, again, what Carolina fans are going to say is that he quit so that Bill Guthridge would guaranteed get the job. Now, what I will say Go to Ryan did
0: the exact same thing.
1: What I will say to that is if you don't have the juice to guarantee your next guy, that's crazy to me.
0: Roy yeah. had the juice.
1: So, Roy, you know, if Dean yeah. Smith doesn't have the juice to guarantee his next guy after winning three, two – I can't remember. After winning two or three natties. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, what are we doing? You quit two weeks into the season. Could yeah. you imagine if Krzyzewski did that? <laughs> Could you imagine if Krzyzewski did that?
0: <laughs> I will say this. My, yeah. my wow. opinion of, like, the fan base everything is Carolina. I don't think the difference. I, I think there's elements of both fan bases that are insufferable to me. Carolina 100%. is like. 100%. Carolina is like an old boys club, in my yeah. opinion, where it's like, it's like a, it's an exclusive country club that we're a part of that looks, oh, you have your country club down the street. Like, yeah, but our country club has been here for 40 years longer. And we have like, now shout, shout Augusta Grace wasn't like and not yeah. nothing wrong with it because it, they put on a great, there's best golf term in the world, but Duke is a little bit different. Where Duke, it's like uh, it, it's it's like that you you worship at the at the altar of of K. Where it's like it, it, it's just different. It's like it's a church. It's like there. It's Duke is revolved around one person, and like that person's career, and that person's legacy, and what what he's built. Whereas Carolina, it's like it is more of it's like us, but it's like the the culture, the way, the like. Oh, like it's the society of it in a weird way. Like it, I, it's the best way I can describe it as a society versus like a religion. And it's weird. And I don't like either, but I will at least ride <laughs> with your blue devils till the end over yeah. them.
1: Um, yeah. I love it. But, uh, uh, all right. Let's, let's wrap with a couple coaches changes that have happened in the last week. Thad Mata back in the game at Butler. Are we shocked? I'm shocked. Shock. I,
0: my, the only thing, and I don't have exact source on this, I do think it's a, I I don't think it's long-term. I think it is a, I think it is a. um, Sources? Sources? No, there's no sources. I Ah. Well, there's, 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 there's room rumblings. I think that it's a placeholder until that eventually becomes the AD. And then there is basically not that there's a a success. It's the successive successor plan, but I do think it's like, all right, like. It's known that Thad's going to do this for a few years. He's going to move in the AD role. And then someone in his tree, it could be – there could be multiple people, which you're talking about, that will then step into that. Okay, It could be someone he ended up putting on staff. Um, I do think the funny thing, he took John Gross, his best player, um, immediately, yeah. um, which is there is um, no friends in the industry, as Aubrey Graham yeah. would say.
1: Yeah. Um, um, the only other one I want to talk about, another – somewhat shocker um is san diego and steve lavin that i don't think anybody had that on their radar um i got nothing but love for steve lavin and hope he crushes it so you know kudos but that's a random one you know been out for whew, i mean he's had to been oh, out for man, four, or five man. plus years dude five, i would say five
0: um no, He's. I think it's easily more than five.
1: Yeah. I no, I, because
0: they've been because we already went through Chris Mullen era at St. John's and we're a couple years. He was he was on 2015 was his last year at St. John's.
1: Seven years been out of the years. Game. That's and
0: he had seven the crazy thing, he was seven years in between UCLA and St. John's. He was UCLA from ninety-six to 03, UC, and then St. John's 2010 to 2015, and then now oh, San wow. Diego.
1: Man, he's got it made. You know, he I think he's got the right idea. Like you, you, you go in stints. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's, uh, that wraps up. Yeah. The
0: only thing I did actually, I, there are a couple, I did want to bring up to you thoughts about Nolan Smith going to Louisville.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, I get it. I get it. Your dad played there and I understand it. Um,
0: and they did promote Emil Jefferson this afternoon to an assistant.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, and they hired, how about Elon, uh, Mike Schrag, Schrage, Schrag? Not Yeah.
0: Get, I don't but he's not on the road. He's not going to be on the road. He's just going to no, be... no. Yeah,
1: he's just like a special assistant. But like to quit a head coaching job and then go to yep. Duke is wild. Yeah, I mean, look, Nolan. Um, you know, look, he's one of my favorite Duke players of all time. I mean, top five. Uh, he's my
0: number, and, and I, say, I have a list. He's my number one. He's the most. I mean, I the like most. Nolan a lot.
1: He's he's probably the most likable Duke player of all time. Yeah,
0: and Shire. I do think Shire's really nice too. Shire's got the faces though, and the like yeah. that. People, I think it was easier to hate Shire than Nolan, but yeah, I think dude, Nolan easily is. And I mean, good for him, he's an associate head coach.
1: Yeah, um, it's gonna up. be
0: weird to see him with like another school, um, wow. but um, good for him. The only one I was gonna bring up here obviously, we thought Shaheen Holloway I mean, that was already, yeah, done, signed, sealed, delivered. Bashir Mason actually leaving uh, um, Wagner to go to St. Peter's, basically just like from Staten Island to Jersey City.
1: Yeah. Lateral move,
0: but a massive payday, I think is what Goodman posted. Yeah. Um, interesting. For sure. And I think just maybe hopefully trying to catapult off the success from before. The one I did want to bring up too is Travis Steele at Miami. I know yeah. this is not like groundbreaking for everyone, like not as, but I think a lot of people that listen to Pod, listen to Mac Coop's not. Interesting move. Interesting, interesting move. And I, listen, I, there's a lot of things that are at play. I know that John Gross, his half brother, turned that down a few years ago in Akron, and I know one of the main reasons was because um, that athletic department, that athletic department does not care about athletic, or excuse me, that university does not yeah. care. I know from direct sources that the pre- that things went south once the talk with the president happened, and I know that John Gross's dad, the same that they share his rule is always never take a job. That's not top three in the conference.
1: Yeah.
0: How, how, if you're Travis Steele, then how do you take Miami? Out, like what outside of like, you just want to stay in the area. You, I think you there need are a lot, a job
1: because, a lot yeah, of things. You don't there. Take, I agree. You don't take a job. That's not top three unless you just got fired and you're going to be out of a job.
0: You don't, but I also, yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I will say, I'm really happy for our guy, Dante Jackson, Xavier yes. staying on with Sean Miller. Yep. Awesome there. Um, this will be the – actually, this is the way I want to end it because I wanted to have this conversation with you. I heard this at the Final Four, and I think it's a perfect – and I'll forget it before we get another episode. Todd Golden at Florida. Yeah. Super random. Oh, so, yeah. obviously, San Fran, big analytics yeah. guy. Talked about this. They did it twice this season, and it worked out. He – and I just – I want to talk – I just want to bring this up now because I know it's going to come up in on a large scale in the SEC next year. They're going to do it against Kentucky. Or something. He is – as long as they are the favorite, he will always foul. Like, if they believe they're the better team, he will always foul up to, like, under 30 seconds, up to, without the ball, he will foul the other team. And the thought process, which is crazy to think about, you think about it, it's like, you have a two-point lead, you just get one stop, game's over. But he fouls. And his reasoning, he tells at the Final Four, his reasoning is because... If you just play another team that's an underdog, if you if you let them – you could play the best defense, but if they get off a three, like at the buzzer, and hit it, game over, you don't even get a chance. So you're, you're – like, it doesn't matter. You could play the greatest defense. They could hit a miracle shot. They want to remove that. One, if you foul, say – basically, eight. The, the example is eight seconds left. You foul. One, like, they're not 100% guaranteed to make both free throws. And if they do, you're still confident in yourself that then you can get a bucket. And then lastly, the biggest thing is if you're the favorite, apparently, I guess the analytics say anytime the underdog, when you get to overtime, if it goes to overtime, their their chances to win drop dramatically. So you're confident in yourself getting to overtime. So basically his thought process is eliminate the chance for basically a fluke loss on a three that you can't control and don't have a chance to To basically give yourself an offensive chance and then the chance to extend the game in overtime, because if the game's extended, More times than not, the better team or the favorite team is going to win. I just want to hear your thought on that and how crazy the reaction is going to be on like a Saturday 6 p.m. tip when it's Florida, Kentucky, and this actually happens. It's not on a West Coast conference game.
1: The announcers will be dumbfounded because we just got to a point in basketball where it's basically accepted to do this exact same strategy when you're up three. Like yeah. that, everyone now is like, okay, I get it. You want to avoid the three and the tie. But when it's two, you're, people aren't there yet. Their minds can't really comprehend that because it's, you're right. You get a steal. They th- make them make a mistake. They could throw it out of bounds. They could charge block, you know, whatever. So you're eliminating anything that would go your way. Right. And you're basically just putting this guy on the line. What I don't like. So did he say when he would foul? Because you basically not was like eight, 27- I think it's like
0: under under ten seconds or like basically I think enough time that they can still get a good shot enough, but, but, I don't think but like
1: be the last shot. Basically, basically
0: right? the the instance he brought up was like they were it was eight seconds left and they uh, they were up two playing defense and they fouled.
1: Ooh yeah, it's I don't crazy think, right. I don't think we're there yet as a basketball world. I, I just, just wanted to
0: put the reason why is I wanted while I was talking to Coach and Karen, so I wanted to just put that out there now. So that we can preface and say to everyone when this happens, we told you from the moment that Todd Golden got hired that this dude's going to do some crazy analytical wizardry. I don't know, wizardry or dumbfounded strategy. Yeah. But it's, who knows? I mean, it's, it's, I just want to say it is, it's, it's going to be really, really interesting. The, the SEC fans trying to grasp the analytical approach that Todd Golden's about to bring to Florida. Yeah.
1: I mean, first of all, how many times is this going to happen in year one? I mean, two. It
0: happened twice last year for San Francisco, and they won okay. both games.
1: So, so two to three times it's going to happen out of thirty some odd games, thirty-one. Um, so we're talking about you know four or five, six, ten percent of your games. Then the reaction, of course, is going to be visceral—like genius or idiot. There's going to be no in between. Um, so I'm, I'm worried for him because you're not going to get that much of a, of a data set, right? Like you're either going to be an idiot in the public or you're going to be a genius. That's a hell of a gamble to, to play, you know, like, yeah, I don't know.
0: It absolutely know. is, but I, I, I will, uh, Oh, I'm already visualizing the, um, the, the Florida fan in the, the swamps outside of Port St. Lucie watching his Gators and and drinking his course Banquet with a wife beater on and walking outside. and like, that damn god golden. And I, I mean, that was a nice, I, I, that was a I, I nice don't know
1: picture of a gator.
0: I, I don't know if, uh, if, if the SC, like I can, it's weird. I know we have this, like we, we have these, um, basically preconceived notions about fans, everything like that. And obviously not everyone is like that. It'd be one thing if it was like, I can see like a, a big east like a, a really smart academic school like embracing this i don't know if florida is ready to embrace the the, the full analytic ball full analytic but, model, but it'll be um it'll be interesting to see i'm just happy that tony bennett's still in virginia that's it
1: yeah that's it um all right this was the first episode where coach k is not the coach um went well i think uh, next
0: episode we got to talk about the portal and we got to talk about yeah. recruiting because i think it's the portal is screwing up like I think there are guys that are there are coaches that are right now we just had the first evaluation period this past weekend they're more they're visiting like portal and transfer kids rather than like evaluating high school kids on the circuits and I think we I want to kind of dive into that but we're in we're in new territory in multiple ways
1: Yep, 100%. All right, that's it for uh, episode 107. Till next time, keep the ball bouncing. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, and tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Bulls, Slus Russell's up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love, so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.